Electric Chair Google Hangout. Of course, I'm Midnight Corey, and I'm really excited to be hanging out tonight with a man, uh, a couple guys, actually. The first one, you're, uh, he is no stranger to the show. I've talked with him several times and uh, consider him to be a friend, a huge talent, filmmaker L. Gustavo Cooper. Gus, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Anytime. Anytime, man. And uh, you've brought along actually somebody very special, somebody uh, who's a huge part of what you're doing right now, a uh, big part of, uh, of course, Velvet Road and now Kopi. So could you introduce uh, Mr. Jonathan Shepard to everybody? Yeah. This is uh, my friend, producer, mentor, uh, guy keeps me sane, Jonathan Shepard. Honored to be here. Thank you, Corey. Thanks, Gustavo. That's pretty nice. <laughs> wow. You only yeah, get has... one, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, well, John, he's had a lot of great things to say about you, and I just thank you for taking time to join us tonight, man. And uh, we've had a few trials and tribulations, of course, getting onto the Hangout tonight, which uh, seems to be the pattern. I don't know, but uh, thanks for hanging in there with us and uh, talking. So... But uh, Jonathan, um, it's interesting to me, of course, you were uh, executive producer for Velvet Road, and now you're producer for Kopi. So uh, I don't know, maybe let us know a little bit about how you and Gus hooked up and your whole relationship here. Well, I don't know how much of this story he's told you before, but uh, I met Gustavo about three years ago now. And um, <clears throat> at another production, I was freelancing, he was freelancing, and, and we met and uh, did a few commercial projects together. Um, about a year went by, I uh, looked up, I saw him on Facebook and clicked on a new reel he put together and saw that I was pretty impressed with what I, what I saw that he was doing. So, um, so uh day later, I actually I walk into a pizza shop with my kids and there's Gustavo at the hostess stand, and I thought he was waiting for a table, and I realized he's working there. And I, I swear his face, he, he could have, if he could have just disappeared right then, he would have. And I felt his pain because this is a, it's a volatile industry we work in at times, especially when we're starting out. And, um, and so I went back and I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm starting up this little company, and uh, I'd like, like, like you consider being a part of it. And he showed up in my backyard the next day and that, uh, the fast screaming baby had been around for a while, but it was really just a, a way not to use my own name. And, um, and, uh, so it kind of took off there. And then later that, that fall we made Bell road and, uh, he convinced me to do something I probably never would have otherwise done. And that's make a zombie film. And, um, <laughs> we made a good one and it's it's working and uh, this short was meant to sell the feature and that's working so far and uh, so to get to that we had to to get this guy to direct a, a feature so because of the budget for Velvet Road the feature is pretty sizable for a first-time director so we decided to make him not a first-time director and while we were on tour with that film on the festival circuit, um, on an airplane back from New York, he says, hey, I'm writing this story about this town called Casadega, and I knew about Casadega. It's a spiritualist camp down in about an hour south of here. In Florida, it's a real place. And um, Kopi was kind of born right there uh, in a sleepy state from probably the worst film festival experience ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we made it uh, two months ago, and it's... Uh, the trailer's off the can right now, so wow. pretty jazzed. Wow. So it's it's been a great, great relationship, and um, and uh, I'm proud to be a part of you know, what Gus is doing, and we work well together. So it works. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So Gus, um, what's been your impression just hanging out with uh, with Jonathan? And, uh, of course, like you said, he's your mentor. You know, a big influence on your filmmaking here. Um, so how has that maybe changed uh, the way that you've done things, maybe even since Velvet Road? Of course, he was a big part of that, but uh, yeah. how, is yes, the, yes. Uh, how has, how has that he... changed? Yes. Well, I mean, when, when I first met John, I was very much producing and directing and writing and editing, and I was doing everything myself. 
and I didn't really have a lot of support uh, from the people that were coming on as producers. Um, the girl uh, that co-wrote Velvet Road with me, Alex, um, she was trying her best, but um, you know, fresh out of film school, it was it was really hard to for her and for me to um, step up the production and uh, to a, a bigger you know level and and something that we could you know ultimately say this this is we're proud of this um the projects before we you know before i met john they were they were good but you know once he came along it was i was able to to step away from you know having to deal with everything myself and and um at the same time john was able to you know manage that stuff but he also brings creativity to the project so uh, a lot of the times when john and i work together <clears throat> He's uh he's not only like managing all the assets and all the stuff that we need, but he's also you know very much uh, involved in the creative. And we kind of we kind of like it's strange. Um, when we first started working together, um, we I think we both noticed that like it was a weird like bond and how we both kind of knew what each other were thinking without even saying anything. And I think that's the first time, especially on Velvet Road, like when it clicked, we were like, "Oh shit, we both we both get what we're trying to do here," you know. Mm. And um, we had done some stuff before that, you know, like music videos, commercials, and and things like that. But um, I think that was the first uh, time where you can see the collaboration between us, how strong that is, and and the testament to us as filmmakers and not just like a director or a producer or you know something like that it was like this is this is you know indie filmmaking to its core it's not we're, we wear like a, a thousand hats like a day you know so it's one of those things where um you know as uh as the years have gone i've learned a lot from john as far as patience goes and you know learning to just one of the one of the things that always stick with me that he said to me was, uh, he's like, never be the first guy to talk. You know, you always want to you always want to listen and let let them show how dumb they are, <laughs> or something along the line. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh, then you know then you can talk. But it's one of those things where I mean, you can ask John. I've gotten quieter over the years where I just sit back and I watch and. Uh, and, and it's because it, it's true. You usually, you know, the first the first dumb guy in the group will shoot himself in the foot, and then you know, all right, he's bullshit. Get that guy out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> and then move on. So it's just one of those things where, um, you know, the relationships we're we're both very very uh, strong willed people. We're both very passionate about what we do, and and um, there's uh, we're both just you know very very uh eager to get velvet road off the ground and and really show the world what we can do yeah and both very very talented and good at what you do too from what <laughs> i've seen so far uh velvet road just of course you know gus i think i tell you this you know how many times every time i talk with you <laughs> you know i'm like man velvet road was so good it was so good and uh just being your first uh, i mean real creative edit or uh, effort and, uh, you know, a zombie movie, uh, it, it was just fantastic. And of course, yeah, I'm a, a big zombie movie fan. So, you know, um, but Jonathan, something you, you said, uh, was that you thought that was something that you would never do was a yeah. zombie film. And Gus had to sort of talk you into that. What's that thinking? Is it the stigma that comes with zombie movies and how I, tell you, how I tell you from my earliest age I was I was I've been fascinated with horror films in fact um dark when I was when I was my son's age about six or seven dark shadows was in its heyday on on television mm, nice and I never I never missed it yeah I would get freaked out when my brother would sit on me and do this with his teeth and act like he was a werewolf I'm a freak but watched the show all day long loved it Barnabas Collins and all those people and um and uh, and in the third grade, third, fourth grade, I wrote a uh, a novella. Actually, it's about six page story called "The House That Dripped Blood," and my parents um, weren't super thrilled. But anyway, <laughs> teachers, I got profiled. But um, mm -hmm. but anyway, so I was fa I truly was fascinated with it. And somewhere um, 
as I got deeper into what kinds of films I was watching, um, I just, you know, I just strayed away from it. I think I, it probably was in my early 20s. I just had probably thought I'd seen enough of that. And um, so when the zombie thing kind of, you know, came back around and, and exploded a few years back, um, by that point, we the, he brought up this story. I'm like, no man, there's there, there's no need for another zombie anything in the world. It's 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 been milked. And I said, but let me hear your let me hear your storyline. So he gave me the storyline, and I was like, well, I like those themes. Those themes can go. They could be anything. You know, it could be a zombie film. It could be it could just be a drama. It could be this you know freaked out. Um, you know. Uh, wild at heart kind of thing. You know, it could be any of these things, you know, young love gone awry, but you know, no doing of their own and, and circumstance. I love that. I love that human struggle. So it's all about that. It's about the human struggle. And then we talked about that for a little bit and we talked about, you know, what if we, we have, if we're going to, okay, if I'm going to entertain this, we're going to turn it on its ear. And I remember we were standing on the front porch of the house turned into an office that we were working out of. And, um, and uh, we were riffing back and forth. I don't really know who said it first, but I was like, what if we just took this thing and put it before any of the current zombie apocalypses could possibly have ha or have happened historically in film, you know, put it in, in a time that's, that's way before now. And then somehow we landed in, in the middle of the mid sixties during civil rights. And then we ended up saying, what if this will, we, we remembered that, you know, tuberculosis and other diseases all blamed yeah. on African-Americans during that time. Um, AIDS later in years was also blamed on, you know, Africa at large and, and particularly the, the, the gay population. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. so, you know, it's very sensitive. We're in the South. Um, it's still, you know, it's still a sensitive. Um, it's very topic. much like that still. And it still exists. And so, uh, so we landed there and then it just, it just got better. And then, okay. So then I was on board and I was like, well, let's get some real people and you know, so that we're going to do this. We're going to do this right. So got, uh, got, got the cast right through Tom Martin, who I knew from shorts and people would people, he's actually, uh, breaking more into the feature world now, but he's really well known in, in Super Bowl commercials. He's, his face is unmistakable with big mustache, handlebar mustache from the Heineken stuff, ads nice. and things like that. And, um, a bunch of crazy stuff. Subway, uh, he was one of the go meet guys, you know? So, and, um, <clears throat> so he, he came aboard to play Bobby and, uh, and then later down the road, we, through massaging the script. And, and again, we're trying to make the script more and more compact the whole time and be as, make it as smart as possible, as condensed as possible and, and say as little as possible in it with words. Not that that was a, a thing we did on purpose, but it just seemed to make sense for what was happening. And, um, so I got Braggy shoot is another friend of mine in LA who, uh, uh, wrote season of the witch and, um, his rights that's his that's what he does and he put a polishing touch on the dialogue and helped us just trim that down to what it and the, just the bare necessities and and got us to think more about you know what these people are saying with their bodies and their faces and and this kind of, and the things that are working with the environment around them and it just just all clicked and so somewhere in there um once we, once we decided to throw it into the 60s, I, I was like, okay, now we've got, I think we've got something we can, we can play with here that's going to be different. And I didn't, I didn't think it could be done, but, and I sure the hell didn't think it was going to come from anything I was involved in. So, yeah. So kudos there, Gus. It, it's hard nowadays. And I, I know where you're coming from. It's, it's really hard to make anything zombie anymore and to uh, make it effective, to make it original. Uh, something that strikes people, and uh, you really did that. Uh, you know, especially like you were saying, uh, touching on some some sensitive topics. You know, uh, racial issues. Uh, even uh, you know, Gus, you said you know, even uh, sort of homosexual things, and and uh, the uh, stereotypes and uh, different prejudices that people have there, and especially going back to the '60s, how people were thinking. We look back at that now, and it's it's really there's such a huge disconnect there. Um, I, I just, I don't understand 
myself a lot of why people were thinking the way they were back then. And, but I don't uh, think about what's dangerous in the world. And before anybody picks up a gun and shoots somebody, they're prejudiced, they're fearful, they're ignorant, they're biased in some way, and and it's usually wrong. And so th that's a universal theme, you know, that, yeah. that, that a right, that, a wrong that we can never write, but we can't not say something about it. And if we can get a bunch of people that love zombie films to look at that too, then it's a win-win, you know. Yeah, I think I think one of the things for the uh, one of the things that, that we really wanted to get across about the film was the 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 primal fears and and the the way that we ultimately you know no matter how intelligent somebody is they they can always turn into that very that animal you know uh, and that was the the idea of um, the hatred and the, and the ignorance that we were using as the zombie, uh, somewhat of the zombie disease is, you know, these people almost become, I mean, you look at any everything that's happening in the world right now, I mean, for, for all around, there's fingers being pointed, and as soon as somebody points a finger at somebody, there's somebody else pointing a finger, and it becomes this big mass of people eventually that are all, you know, brainwashed and being told what to do and being controlled almost like a zombie virus, you know? So that's, that was, you know, something that I felt is, you know, it, it, we showed a little bit of it in the short, in the feature, it's definitely going to be uh, a big topic that we touch on. And, um, you know, I think we're both really excited about the possibilities and what it can do as far as the message we can get across and, and really not just making a horror film or, you know, something that's bloody and gory, but something that's also very beautiful in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's really cool. I mean, a lot of the uh, best zombie works out there are, you know, only marginally about the zombies. And it's actually about a lot more than mm -hmm. that. Uh, you're actually saying a lot more and you're uh, without getting preachy. You know, there's some movies out there that get preachy, and I'm not going to talk about maybe Romero's last couple zombie films or anything <laughs> like that. I won't, won't go there. But um, the, the that's funny a, thing is, uh, Shepard and I both come from families that are uh, very rooted in the religious background, and we, we're both, like, not preachy people. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, preachy in that you're trying to hit me over the head. Right. With whatever, yeah, that, I mean, whatever standpoint big, you're at. That was a big yeah. challenge with it once we decided to go that way. It's like, okay, we had to keep, and that's what I was alluding to, we had to keep pulling back and pulling back and pulling back. Mm -hmm. Don't don't say it, show it. Don't say it, show it. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. underestimate your audience. I mean, we right. we can exactly. think and we can we can draw conclusions. That that definitely that. was a... a uh, Running theme. A very hard thing to do because, you know... In some instances, you have to you have to believe that the audience is as intelligent as you are, and not you know not not to sound pretentious, but you know in, in the back of the back of your mind when you're working on the um, the story and and you know the story so well, you forget that yeah. not everyone knows what you're talking about or thinking. So then it's when like, we were cutting it, we were like, are they going to get it? Are they going to get it? Are they gonna get it? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that, that, and, that, and then we got our first review, I think, from maybe from you or somebody real close to you, uh, Corey, and and we we're like, they got it. Yeah, they fucking <laughs> holy shit. That's what they 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 got it. They completely, you know, got what we were talking about. Yeah. So that was a great thing. Yeah, well done, well done. Again, Gus, you know, I I can't tell you enough um, how much that is and how much I am looking forward to the feature of that, um, which I know you're working on, but, uh, again, something that, uh, we've talked about a lot here the past couple times we've hooked up and, uh, what is uh, going on right now is Kopi and, uh, so many exciting things. Like, uh, like I told you before we started hanging out tonight, Gus, um, you know, you, you're coming out with a lot of, uh, you know, different teasers and things and everything I see is better than the last thing, and it gets me so much more excited um, for the film. Um, it doesn't surprise me that it is so beautiful to watch. 
Um, it has that trademark, like that, that thing that I fell in love with, with Velvet Road, man, is that you have such uh, technical skill and you know how to surround your people, to, to surround yourself with people uh, who have the skills that uh, you know can, can bring this beauty to life. That, that's uh, that's John that knows how to yeah. do that. <laughs> I um I I I just say, dude, I, I need these people. I need to do it like this, and then he makes it happen. So ah, yeah, super. yeah, John, you're talking about your experiences with Velvet Road and everything, and what you did. So how did that translate into what you're doing with Kobe now? Um. Well, I mean, the chemistry was was key to this, and and. Uh, in actuality, it's um, I had to take a more a higher level approach, uh, and and in terms of guiding a bigger a bigger a bigger thing, it's a bigger deal. It's a feature film, tons of moving parts, and um, but I I had made I mean I've been in the film industry for 17 years. I've been on you know feature sets. Uh, I started out in New York City and did that for 12 years there. Uh, start and so I've been around massive productions, and I mean I've not been around. I've been thoroughly involved in. I was location manager for about eight of those years, and then production manager and line producer and so on. Did a lot of television. Anyway, a lot of all that production experience is great when in and maybe slightly a little less uh, nerve wracking when it's you're a gun for hire. It's your job, and you, and you do well at it, and you excel at it. But when it's you, you got your name at the top of it, and 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 everything's on the line, your reputation, somebody else's money, all that stuff. Um, you know, it, it you you have to keep a closer eye on everything, but you have to be back here from it. And um, so that meant putting a lot of the right people, more of the right people, in the right places, and timing those things out. Um, so that they work, and uh, so it wasn't like you know running a department within a film. It was you know, the film, and and done about thirty-five short films, uh, produced at, at all levels in those um, narrative because it's what I love to do. And um, but this Velvet Road, I had a lot more of my own blood in it, quite literally, and <laughs> and then uh, and then. Um, and then this the same thing, and so this is uh, this is actually my first feature um, where I was the producer at the helm, not you know one of wow. eighty other producers or one of those kinds of things. So um, it was uh, it, it was a test of everything that I've learned these you know seventeen years or so, and um, but it it was you know some people move through this channel faster, some people um, I'm. I like to know that I'm. I know I'm what I'm doing, and so it, it made it just timed out right. So it's a great feeling that, and the whole time, you know, again, we're going, is it working? Is it working? Will they get it? You know, and um, we know that it, it, we're going to make it, so they can. But then, <laughs> so it's just you just wake up in the middle, like you know, with a with a rush. That's yeah. like, oh God, I hope you know that thing gets there on time tomorrow. You know, it's just it was a big. It was a big um, nerve-wracking deal, and I couldn't also, I, I, as in times past, I've been on set every minute, every day, watching everything, and, and in that role, I, I couldn't be there all, in all the places all the time, and because um, there's so much else going on at the same time. So that was uh, that made it even 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 more challenging. And I, but when you have trust in your people, that you got the right people, that you got the right cast, that the director knows what he's doing, and you know we've had to replace myself here and there, um, so that Gus can be comfortable with who he's working with. Um, it, it works, and hopefully, it works more often than it doesn't. But um, uh, but it did, and so probably went too long on that. But yeah, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> they're the right stepping stones, you know, to to what we want to do with Velro. So as much as Gustavo needed this feature film, you know, so did I. And so it's uh, it's it's good to see it doing stuff. Yeah, Gus, just uh, you know, now you're in post and you've been through this process shooting this uh, this feature, your first real feature. Um, how was it, man? Especially working, you know, John. You know, sounds like you really you trusted him 
to uh, you know go out and do what uh, what he's here to do, and uh, you couldn't really be there all the time to have that hands-on control that you're used to having. So, uh, Gus, well, how was it? I don't know if it's really uh, John having a hands-on control. Mm. It's more or less, you know, um, for me, you know, I'm used to John have, having that synergy where, you know, I literally can just look at him and he's, like, on it already. Like, he knows exactly what he, you know, needs to happen next yeah. or he's a step ahead of me. So, um, you know, we, we had a great support system um even you know though john wasn't there and everything and everyone was staying in contact with him and and you know i was staying in touch with him letting him know what was going on and stuff but i definitely would not do another project like that again without john being in the room <laughs> I, I wouldn't either <laughs> yeah it was it was rough man like yeah. there's times where i know i mean i had i had two freak out moments and oh, yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta give myself a little bit of credit. I did pretty well for the, you know, the days that we actually shot, uh, and and kept my cool for almost the whole time. So um, I, I was, I was actually <laughs> almost, almost, yeah. yeah, just almost. But um, you know, uh, the uh, the most challenging thing was, um, you know, we were shooting so fast in so many days. And having to uh, really trust uh, my director of photography, my, my actors, my all, you know, all those guys, and, and know that, you know, I couldn't second guess myself at all. And that's really hard because <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're like, fuck, I need to get this or ah, I need, you know, you're just like, nope, this is what we're going to do. Bam, 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 we're out, you know, and that's, and I mean, we just had such a great cast that. They were able to deliver when they needed to. Our director of photography was was on top of it, and you know everyone was everyone on set was at their like you know peak of performance from everyone I've ever you know the people that I worked with. We had new people come in. Um, one of the one of the cool things I heard yesterday was uh, I actually spoke to uh, Roy Woolley's wife, who's um, uh, who's uh, I, I don't, you know who Roy Woolley is, right? Uh, he did. Um, he's on Face well, Off, and he did the last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked. Yeah. He worked, uh, he worked um, on our on our film as uh, the art production de designer. Production designer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I talked to her briefly, and he's on like another movie or something like that right now. And I talked to her briefly, and she was like, you know, Roy, just you know, he said this so many times. You guys were like the best crew he's ever worked with. And I thought uh, that was really cool because it was like the guy, I mean, he worked on Halloween too. He worked on, you know, uh, walking dead stuff. He worked on, and he's like, you know, Roy said that you guys were by far the easiest best crew he's ever worked with. And it was, it, it became like this, this organic family that, you know, all got each other. And it was, it was like the last day, it was really sad having to leave, you know, cause we were like, I guess I'm not going to see you for a while, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Film camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like leaving camp. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, John. As far as the uh, the entire production, you know, from uh, day one until wrap up, what's your assessment? How did things go? Um, you know, is there anything you would have done differently, or is uh, was it really just a learning experience for, for uh, everything? I'll answer the first question first, and the second <laughs> yeah, well, I tend to ask a lot of questions there, all there in a row. Are, so. There are things, there are things I would do differently. I'll get to that in a second, but um, but no, it was um, you know, I'm I'm not a very trusting person, and uh, it became after the th about the third day on set, um, and I knew I had there was some back office business that had to be taken care of, and on and on. Anyway, um, and um. You know, had my fingers a lot more heavily into the financial parts of this, so that all had to be massaged daily and that kind of stuff. But uh, so distracted on set, um, and I caught on right away that these guys were getting in a groove like very early. Usually, yeah. you know, it's it, this whole thing was a two-week shoot, and it usually takes till about week two in a feature before everybody's like, oh, okay. I see you out of the corner of my eye. You need that thing, and I'll, it's it's on its way. Um, 
and by day three, these guys were doing it. And I found myself going, wow, this is the first time I've been able to like, let go like this. And maybe I'll just sneak away while it's happening. And, um, and, yeah, I think, uh, I think I actually caught him trying to do that. I was like, yo, you're not going anywhere. I need you <laughs> up or something. Just one. I'll be right back. Um, but, uh, but so, but to be able to do that, it meant that these guys were really clicking. And and it, and he's right. I mean, we we scheduled it for 14 days. We knew it was aggressive. It's about a six seven page day a, a day count, which is pretty high. Um, and uh, the, the script was compact enough. The only reason we could make this was because it was you know it had six I think primary locations, and um, and so. Once they hit that group, that groove, uh, somewhere around day six or seven, we realized, holy crap, we're ahead of schedule. <laughs> and wow! How's, how is that even? That's possible? unheard of. Yeah. So you know, well, yeah. Then you have a sanity check. It's like something's wrong. You know, let's go. <laughs> let's go watch the dailies. And we're watching the dailies, and I'm just going, holy crap! They nailed that in a take. They nailed that in two takes. They nailed that. There's got to be a bad take in here, right? And there were very few bad takes no no bad takes just yeah. better takes wow. that worked yeah. and um that was I, and i really again and that's all this time i've never you, you have moments like that but you know, i've never witnessed it that consistently in that compact amount of time and so it it, it was really it was a, a internal struggle with myself to being this controlling person um to just let that happen, you know. So that was a growing that was a growing point for me as a producer, and you know, to again, it's it's the it's it was a necessary step to what's next, which is again getting the right people in the right places and letting them do what they are great at, and because this is this is not a one man show in any any or two man show by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So things I would do differently are. Um, well, you won't be able to tell it by the time we get done with the film, but there's a there are a couple of days that I should have been around for that were heavier days. I tried to, I was the heavy days. I tried to stick around, you know, the whole time. In fact, stepped in and ate a few more scenes that have required yeah, a lot more yeah. movement and things like that. But um, you make the cameo too. You'll see that. <laughs> I forgot about. That. Oh yeah, I always forget about it till I see it. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I was ading while I was cameo. <laughs> yeah, he wow. he makes a cameo in, in uh in one of the scenes, and I'm not gonna tell you where it is, but it's pretty awesome. Ooh, I can't wait. It's not that awesome. <laughs> yeah, but um, he doesn't really have any lines or anything. But man, does he pour coffee good? That's all I can say. <laughs> a little fast sometimes, when apparently on a couple takes. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm the waiter in the diner. You'll see. Nice. But, um, but uh, so, but yeah, there was, you know, you always look back and you go, oh, well, I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have done that. But I honestly can say in most cases when you do that, you're looking, you, you can't help but focus on the bad things. And in this, the yeah. good things overshadow it so greatly yeah. that um, it's, you know, I wouldn't do that much differently. I would just, you know, there's a couple of things that I would have, I would have stuck around for and made sure they happened, but guess what? They're the, by the time the film comes out, they will have happened. So. Yeah. You can only do so much. I mean, your, your role is, uh, there's just so much involved in that. And, and really, you know, like you said, you're, you're involved in the finances and Thanks, involved man, in nobody understands. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I, I appreciate, appreciate you. you and what you do. No, it's, uh, no, but I mean, you just you do have to let go, and yeah, yeah, you could have you could have been there, maybe you know, an extra hour or something to do this or that, but you just have to trust that in the end, it's it's all going to come out all right. And uh, I just needed a hug. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they came up, but they really came to a point in that where I was afraid that if I stepped back in, that I would break up the trust they had made. No, you would, themselves. you would have completely. Yeah. And so broken yeah, that circle. That uh, yeah, I couldn't supersede it. It was it was it became its own thing. <laughs> And all I could do was just go over and nudge it like that and then, you know, step back again. So it was cool. It was, I, it was a great curve. We definitely got into a groove, and there was a few times where, like, you know, he John would show up on set, and we were running so fast that 
I, I, I think he, I think I recall a time when he was like, he just looked around and he was like, I'm not even going to ask what's going on. <laughs> or, so, like, or something like that. <laughs> you know, it was like. It, I, wanna, it was, I was kind of asking what was going on by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just better that you don't know and you just sort of, you know, Man, sit back not, and let it happen. You know? yeah. There's, yeah. Not, there's a sanity check that, you know, that, that, that could have definitely. I mean, like I, I told Corey earlier, I didn't really have a chance to um, second guess myself on anything, you know. And sometimes, you know, that's, you know, it's good to not do that. But sometimes it is. There's certain things that I would have thought differently and done differently if I would have had a second, a breathe, just a, a minute to breathe and think about it. Like, okay, what do I really need to get here? What is, you know, the essence of uh, what we're trying to say? And um, but you know, at the end of the day, you guys won't even know that it's there because <laughs> we'll yeah. have that, and it'll be there. <laughs> you know, you run the chance of uh, overthinking things, you know, and uh, as opposed to going with your gut and sort of you're up against the wall, you got to make it happen. And you know, sometimes that's where your best work happens. You know, where yeah. you just you just throw that overthinking. You know, throw the paint on the wall. <laughs> yeah, and you just go with it. You're like, well. This is what I'm gonna do. This is my gut instinct, and yeah, I hope it happens. And yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that that happened. Uh, that happened a lot on on um, and it, about, really probably every job Gus and I work together on, which is <laughs> um, where there'll be this moment where it's like all the paper you have in your hand, storyboards, scripts, all that. You just you just it it's just jammed so far in your back pocket you can't look at it anymore. And then you hit that because you know it. You know the material and. And then suddenly you're like, you just look at each other and like, I, I don't know what we're doing anymore. And, and then we'll go, he'll, he'll go like this <laughs> and I'll stand there like this. And then we'll look at each other and go, I got it. And it's usually, I got it together. And then we say the same thing and then that's what we do. And it, and it, and those, those, that's when, you know, I don't know, there's no, there's nothing like that. That's a romance moment right there. It's a yeah. cool moment when uh, <laughs> when you both. It's happened. It's, the thing is, like, and this is gonna sound cheesy, but it's happened to us more than ordinary people. Like, it's experience. It's not. It's not like it. You know, it happened once or something like that. This has happened at least a couple dozen times when we're both like, you know, how are we gonna do this? And then all of a sudden, it'll be like one of us will go. I got it, and then and then they'll start, you know, we'll start both. Okay, this is what they're gonna do, and then they do this, and then they, and they're like, yeah, 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 and then we'll go like this, and then and okay, let's go, and then we just it, it just comes out, and you're like, holy crap, that you know that was weird. That worked. <laughs> yeah, it's when, like you know when we, when when we said we probably don't know what's happening right now, we probably sincerely just didn't know what was happening. We, usually, it's like when we realize, wait, everything we planned to get us up to this point may not actually work now. That that story, that part of the storyline, or that that line doesn't go here anymore. You know, something changed back here, caused a ripple effect, or something didn't show up that was supposed to be there, and now you have to work around it. It's one of those things. It's like what you know, and it's just like good in the moment. You're just like that just ruined everything, and then you can't ruin everything because the show goes on. You know, right? It has to. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine having like a big giant budget and being able to take your time and think and stuff like that because I can imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I, I thought I've been thinking about this, you know, with Velvet Road coming up and stuff because I feel like we're gonna have, you know, we have to we have to do this film right, so it's gonna, you know, I'm gonna really take my time uh, in making sure that that everything's good if it allows but it's just even the idea of I'm, I'm so used to doing this indie grind thing I mean even the commercials we do that I literally pace around in circles until we're set up you know and I don't sit there and breathe and let it happen because I'm always like boom 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 and it's just a habit I've gotten into you know so it's it's gonna be pretty cool once that happens, wow. I think. Twenty-four days to make a movie? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. Well now you guys are in post. Um and seeing how things are going with that, of course, like I've said, there have been te teasers and a lot of different things coming out that uh, is really whetting my appetite and a lot of people. Uh 
are excited for this. So uh, how is post going? Because as far as I'm seeing, it's going awesome. But uh, I really don't know um, sort of what, uh, you know, how you are as far as, you know, getting things uh, edited together, the whole, the whole thing sort of uh, coming together. So how is that, how is that going? There's, uh, no, there's the, there's, <laughs> I just want to say this. There's, there's a bunch of things that we, that we have to say that are the truth that I, I can, I know can either people go, wow, that's amazing. Or, uh, this can't be good, which are, we shot it in 13 days. Okay. Um, that's the shortest amount of time I've ever made a feature or that I've even been near 18 before that was the record. And that was not a good film. So, um, and this is an amazing film, the way the crew came together and, and actually we made up a day. So we were supposed to shoot 14, the way the edit, Gus had a rough cut, Gus did the rough cut on the film and we had a rough cut within two weeks. And we were talking to our PR people, and they're like, oh, yeah, of course, it's probably going to be, you know, 12-week post and probably another six weeks for sound. And we're like, no, we're going to we're, – we'll have it done by June 30th. And <laughs> like, but are you sure it's all going to be – and yeah, we're sure it's going, it's going to be there. And um, so now the film's in its probably third arrangement in terms of the rough material, and it's in the hands of Billy Gaggins now. And um, or will be or it's starts it starts it soon, a uh, couple day tomorrow something like that. And um, and I know he'll because Gus is already the pieces are there. And now it's really just putting the flavors on it and making the things just to put you know healing the seams and the cuts and and just getting it to gel. And Billy's as good as anybody at that. And then sound design. And so it's it's definitely on a fast track. So yeah, from from that's a wrap to here's your movie. It'll be under three months. And um, wow, and that's insane. I didn't even think about that. I think about it constantly. <laughs> I, I like I haven't even. It's been just nonstop for me. So I don't even think that it's been that long. I mean, how long ago did we wrap? Uh. uh End of February, February, mid-February. Yeah, yeah, so like I, I've been constantly. I, I mean, I was talking to, to Ari the other day, and I was like, you know, I haven't had like a minute to even sit down and breathe, you know. So. Oh, I'm sorry. No, mid, early March. My, my, I'm sorry. Early March. Yeah. So it was the second week of March we wrapped, and so April, May. Yeah, June. It'll be. Three and a half months. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But see, I hesitate to say that to people because they're like, "Oh, you must have cut corners. You, you, you cheaped out." And this film was completely by design, meant to meant to be what a micro budget should be. It's just <coughs> five locations, three actors, a dog, a uh, chicken, a snake. Yeah, kid. That, yeah, so we, yeah. We we had all the right things, and then we dropped. All the wrong things in yeah. animals, cars, <laughs> rain, um, but uh, it all. Um, no, it's just, it's just an amazing thing. And people's journey. It's not. It's not even long enough to be a journey, but um, but I think from here, you know, is where the journey starts. So yeah, man, um, we're just jazzed about it. You know, it's 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 about to hit the festival circuit. Where we got some backdoor things to some festivals we want to get into that we were probably going to be too late for, but we've met the right people along the way that have said, you know what, let me see it. Um, it's going to you know the, we got a rep taking it to Cannes, and and mm. that's that was a goal I never thought we would hit with this theatrical trailer. I didn't I didn't want it to go out the door until it was ready. And when I watched it last night, the, the, the new cut, I'd seen the previous cut, a couple previous cuts to the Gashford trailer, and it wasn't, it not, none of us thought it was there. And then and it was. And um, when I watched that last night, I was just like, holy crap, this is, this is actually happening. And it's, wor and it's working, you know. We knew it would, but, you know, um, all the, we did all, we did it. I won't say we did all the wrong things, but we did it in a more. When you tell the story, it's in a shorter amount of time than you can reasonably expected to put out this kind of product. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be one of the things when we 
you know, when it does hit the shelves, people are going to go, you know, one of, one of the trivia questions are, did you know they made this in 13 days or whatever? If somebody came to me and said, make a film in 13 days and deliver it to me with inside of four months, I would have said, never mind, dude. No <laughs> <Go> way. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, and, and make it for this amount of money, which I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> um, I mean, it, and, and again, that the reason you know we're we're able to do it is literally because we've had such a great supportive you know uh, system here. Uh, everyone from the executive producers to uh, you know our line producers, who you know um, one one of my favorite people in the world. Now I met her on on the shoot, and you know it just there's there's such a great. Um, feeling when you know you you work with a bunch of good people that are in it for the same reasons, you know? They're not trying to make a, a buck off of the next, you know, person or anything like that. They're all, you know, they have kids to feed and they, they love their job and that's why they're there, you know? It's just what's what they love to do. So. Yeah. And everything that I've seen from this um, is seriously, it looks like a multi-million dollar production. Um, everything about it. From uh, oh man, from cinematography to the the lighting, the acting, the editing, uh, the sound design, music, everything, man, this looks big budget Hollywood. I mean, this looks like you guys have been working on this for years, and it's been something that's uh, you know been brewing for a long, long time. And uh, honestly, man, to see something like this that has been shot in that amount of time and has been imposed for only that amount of time it's uh unreal unreal and uh it's uh something i again am so excited about man so excited so and uh i wish you guys all the luck all the best in uh everything getting out there to the to the festivals and uh hoping for uh you know some some great luck there at can man that's uh that's huge, and uh, I was really pumped. I didn't know that uh, you'd gotten into can. That's uh, oh no, we're not into can. Here's the deal: we we um, we knew that we had to have a presence. Well, we we just wanted to have a presence there. It's mm -hmm. really um, it's uh, a the, great networking opportunity for us. Yeah, the oh, guy cool, who's, cool. Yeah, so, so the guy who whose hands this is in um, just uh, has just recently sold a film to Lionsgate. Has a couple other deals going on there. Uh, he's got a little momentum behind a few films that he's produced. And um, so he's there, you know, trying to sell those films. And he came on board with us to help do the same because of that track record. And um, and so he agreed to take the trailer along with him and include it in his portfolio. So it's he oh, has nice. things. Wow. So um, so it's just the trailer, and it's it's a it's a but he's a, you know well networked. He's he's had several films there before, so um, he's not new to it. Um, in that regard, but but we felt like we needed that jump start, even if it just starts a conversation or some buzz or something. Um, and I think, you know, my biggest concern in doing that was, will this trailer have that impact? Is it even worth, you know, throwing on an iPad for that matter? And um, I have no doubt that people see it, they're going to be that that's going to go on their watch list. And fortunately, it'll be you know on Sanando, it'll be up there um, by morning. Uh, for all the people that can that are looking for films and those sorts of things. So I don't know, you know, we don't expect the deal to come out of that, so per se, but, um, you know, you never know. Who knows? But, um, it's kind of, it's kind of the thing that it seems to be the theme of us working together is we do stuff where we're like, who knows, you know, and then something happens and we're like, oh shit, something happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great exposure. And, uh, man, I have no doubt that's going to, going to catch the eye of a lot of people. Well, this, and this and this this right here, Corey. Thanks so much for for always being you know great to us. And um, you know, we're hoping that the the people that that, that Fantasia Fest, um, you know, up in Montreal, go. You know, we're out here. People know. Um, and uh, Fantastic Fest and and the rest of you. You know, those are the ones you know that we really want to hit this year with this film because it's where uh, the core audiences are. Um, but we, we know that this film will spread beyond that, but we need those people. We need, we need you guys and to, to, to latch onto it and see that if, if it pacifies your thirst for, you know, thrills and chills and those sorts of things, 
everybody else will get it too. So um, there's enough there for the for the for the the, the globbers on, you know. So um, no, man, we just just really appreciate it, and and uh, hope we'll we'll get back here to tell you more about it when we can actually say things about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's so you can't say a whole lot right now, and I know yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy to talk about, but uh, I appreciate you know everything that I have seen and uh, that you guys are uh, opening up about it and uh, are so excited about it because I am too. Um, everything uh, for me as a horror fan, it's not only something that gives me the chills when I just see these te teasers and trailers and everything, but it's something again very beautiful to look at and to experience on uh, you know a lot of uh, a lot of senses. Uh, like I mentioned, the sound design and the music and the cinematography, the lighting, everything um, is just so, so good. Um, and uh, so it, it's something that works on a lot of levels. It's art. It, it really is art. Um, and uh, there, was, uh, there was nothing weak. I'm trying. I'm like, well, you know, what was bad about this? How can I, how can I critique this and give some cons about what I've seen? And Damn it! I don't really know. <laughs> I'm having I'm having a problem, and um, so I think uh, again, it's a big strength that you're coming from this indie perspective on this as well. That uh, you know, Gus, especially you and your background, just doing things, just it, having to be very, very creative at times because you don't have any other choice, and you have to make quick decisions and just go with your gut. Yeah, um, I mean, that pays I off. I think that's part of the, the reason why John and I both work so well together is because he comes from the same the same background where we've both kind of been cornered our whole lives and just came out swinging and had to figure out something, you know? So I think that's why we get along so well and understand one another. And, um, you know, it's definitely, it shows in our work. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So uh, I'm going to put links... <laughs> What'd you say? Go underdogs. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You guys, you know, all these Hollywood horror films that are coming out for the most part that are spending millions and millions and lots of time, a lot of resources and a lot of big names and everything, you know, they're going to look at this kind of thing that you're doing and they're going to cringe and not believe that you could pull this off for what you have. Stevie, uh, he's sacked. I hope you're listening, buddy. <laughs> I heard Rob Zombie just quit doing horror films. <laughs> Do you believe that, really? Yeah, I don't, but no, I read somewhere I that he did. Uh, I, I don't buy it. He said a lot of things in the past. and <laughs> I'd never do a remake. Well, okay, I did a remake. I'll never do a sequel. Right. Yeah, Muhammad okay. Ali retired about 30 times. and, and um, So did Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, yeah, I was going to say that. So did Joaquin Phoenix, so... Yeah. Tiger Woods, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, no, you you guys, you're uh, as true to uh, what you're doing, what you believe in, and I think what you're good at is uh, as somebody like Rob Zombie, who I, I I really respect and think that he does hold true uh, to what he is all about, and he just does things, you know, according to what he wants to do, and doesn't uh, let a whole lot push him around and influence him. And uh, I hope that once you get a, a Rob Zombie sort of budget sort of falling into your laps into the future, you'll uh, sort of stick to everything that you know and love. Oh, uh, of course. There's no way you could force that out of us. It's just yeah. we're, we're the most smug people in a room, even if we're not, <laughs> we don't have any money. <laughs> it, it's yeah. really sad. We're like the, you know, the poorest people in the room but we're like Ugh. you know like when we see things we don't like we just we're like that's really bad you know yeah <laughs> it sounds it sounds horrible but that's kind of what kept me in check and I know John won't maybe not admit it but he does the same thing <laughs> uh, just just remember where we come from you know and it's um it's uh, something about being accessible but but um you know still having standards that you are constantly pushing. I think, I think that's what you guys mean. It's like, we're just don't settle for even as good as what that, that guy did. You know, it's, it's, um, it's even in the day to day. I mean, we do commercials all the time together and we fight these clients for things like 
Yeah, we, we, we don't even need to be fighting for it. We're like, dude, this is just paying just the bills. take the right check. Now. Take the check. But, yeah, we could just shut up and just, you know, just do it. But yeah. we're always like, no, this has to be really good. You know what I mean? Right. And we'll, like, fight about it. And we'll get, ah. So it's just one of those things where. That's good. Know, I love it. It's pretty. It, yeah, if anybody ever wants to see some of the stuff we do, you'd be shocked. <laughs> like, if you ever looked this up and see some of the commercials you do, like, what? Those are the same guys. <laughs> no, no. Actually, it's it's funny because uh, I know that's just the way it is. You know, being somebody that's involved in film and and in uh, media production and things like that, you got to pay the bills. You know, and that doesn't always mean you're always going to be making something super creative and cool and and what's your real passion. Uh, a good example is, I don't know if you guys have seen The Dead, um, the zombie film they made in Africa um, mm. and uh, by the Ford brothers. But, yeah, uh, yeah they're, uh, they're out of the UK and they've done a lot of the same thing. They're in production companies and, and they do commercials and a lot of corporate work and stuff that you know, it's just paying the bills and everything. And they've managed with the dead to make something uh, very extraordinary um, because that's, uh, that's sort of what they wanted to do. And while they still have to have to do all these other projects just to make ends meet. You see um, the trailer to the dead too? Yeah. Oh, India. Yes. Yeah, it looks really bad, man. I got it. I got, I'm going on record and saying that it looks really bad. You think so? Yeah, it, the uh, acting and everything, I was really bummed on. It's it's preliminary. It's real. Pre Actually, I've I've talked with Howard Ford um, since I saw that trailer. Yeah. And, um, what did he say about it? Um, actually, well, it was uh, he didn't have a whole lot to say about him. Just like I saw the trailer and I enjoyed it, and you know I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. And he said it's still really really early in production, and there's still a lot of things up in the air, and so. <laughs> You know, it's it's nowhere near a finished product yet by any means, and uh, so I don't. I, I dug. I I don't know. <laughs> it looked pretty. It you know. Yeah. It, uh, it, it was something. Just a trailer. <laughs> just a trailer. You don't know. You don't. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I saw it's a reverse trailer. It didn't tell you anything about the movie. Right. Right. And when you see it, it's going to be a total surprise. And really, <laughs> really good. Exactly. Exactly. The best red herring man there's ever been right there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. Um, John, it's been great meeting you and talking yeah. with you tonight. Uh, I just thank you for your time and your insight into uh, just what you do and, and making these films with Gus. It's uh, something special. So, I'm thanks. lucky I get to do what I love to do and people I love to be doing it with. So thank you. And thank you for just putting this out there, man. Really appreciate it. Really do. Anytime, anytime. And uh, whenever you'd like to hook up again, I'd be happy to do it. And uh, of course, Gus, man, as always, we have a good time. Anytime. We hang out <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, of course, there are going to be a lot of links up to where you can find out more about Kopi, about more uh, with uh, John and Gus here and uh, what they do. And, uh, man, any updates that uh, you can give me that uh, I can put out there to people, of course, I'm happy to do and whatever I can do to uh, sort of promote and advance things here, man. Uh, please, please let me know. But I'm super excited for Kopi and uh, also for Velvet Road, the feature, uh, coming up here in the future. So this is wonderful, guys. It's been a good time, and uh, hopefully you've had a good time as well hanging out tonight. And uh, hope we can do this again soon. Yeah, man. Thanks, Kobe, Corey. The first right. entry, June, July. <laughs> Check out our website, www copythemovie.com Awesome, awesome. I'll have links right down here. So, Over here? Yep. Right there. You'll be all able right. to get them. So, Thank you. All right, good night.